Welcome to BusinessWise, the show that provides you with tools, effective tools for the management of your business or indeed of your life. These tools developed by philosopher and educator L. Ron Hubbard are used all over the world to help better businesses. I'm your host, Artie Marin, and this is a show you definitely do not want to miss if you want to reach your publics and be effective in what you do. Stand by. Welcome back to BusinessWise. I'm your host, Artie Marin. Tonight's guest, and this is all about effective marketing, is Joy Jandusa, who's the CEO and executive director of a very successful and very rapidly growing company. Welcome, Joy. Thank you, Artie. I'm happy to be here. Good. Now, I know the company has now grown to 100 staff. Mm -hmm. It's been active only seven years, so that's very, very rapid growth. Mm -hmm. Yet, apparently, this is not something you inherited. I mean, this is, you, you didn't step into some shoes of a company that was operating. How did that happen? Oh, goodness. I guess the, the first thing was to intend it to happen, right? Um, you always wanted to own a big company? No, I wanted to have a company that was a nice place to work. Okay. I actually wanted to create a group I worked for so many different people, you know, I was, oh goodness, I guess I was 33 years old when I started my company, and prior to that, I worked for many different companies, mm -hmm. and I really couldn't find a place for myself that I felt where there were no office politics, and it was an enjoyable place to go to work every day. Okay. So in the back of your mind, you had this idea that someday I'm going to create an atmosphere that really works for me. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That, that was my intention in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, I started my company for the very reason most people start businesses, is they want to make a living and they want to make a good living. Mm -hmm. And I live in a part of the country where without a college education and without uh, a lot of previous experience, you really can't find a job that pays well enough to accomplish that. Well, so wait a minute. You, you built this into 100 staff in seven years with all this growth, no college education, no uh, formal study of management? Absolutely. I, I um, have no formal uh, business degree. Right. But you know how to make it go right. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> so how did that happen? Where, where was the, the inception? Where does it start? You're sitting at a dining room table <laughs> one night and said, hey, this is what I want to do? Or no, it wasn't. It, you know, it was funny. I was uh, kind of thinking out loud with a girl that was working for me um, who still works for me. I had a business. Um, it was a, just a, called Joy Rockwell Enterprises at the time, and that was just marketing for different companies and creating graphic design uh, brochures and, and business collateral, mm -hmm. pocket folders, postcards, whatever mm -hmm. they needed. And we got to a point where we didn't have, um, we were about to lose a very big client, not from our own doing, but because this client was gonna, about to go under. Mm -hmm. And um, we would try to figure out what could we do that we could, where we could expand the business 
and have an, a, a load of customers instead of a few, a handful of customers each paying a lot of money. We wanted to have hundreds and thousands and mm -hmm. of customers paying a little bit of money. Okay. So it came out of just like thinking out loud, really, okay. honestly. And the solution was? Well, I had purchased a postcard from a postcard company for to market our services, and I was very displeased with the quality of the product and the service I received. So I said, you know, I could just do this. I could do this and have better customer service, create a better product, better quality product, mm -hmm. and give better customer service, and um, charge less money. So it was like a pilot. It was just an mm. idea. Okay. And uh, we piloted it to a very small geographic area, and the reach was good enough that we realized that if we really surveyed the industry and really figured out what was needed and wanted, that we could do it better. Okay. Now, I know that you've been a student of L. Ron Hubbard's management technology. Mm -hmm. How did that fit in? Was that an impetus? Did that advance or speed up the process in any way? I could not have done it without the information I learned from L. Ron Hubbard. I mean, if I could show you the volume of works that I have in my office that he wrote and all the little tabs sticking out of the books, mm -hmm. you would see that I really, I mean, I did not have a formal education, so I had to go and find the information. And, mm -hmm. you know, Mr. Hubbard developed this uh, technology to organize and expand the Church of Scientology, but it was completely usable by any business. And you found it easily implementable? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I could think of something and say, how will I do this? How will I handle this particular problem and go into the volumes and find a reference that would immediately answer the problem that I was facing. Mm. Well, was there a, can you share with us then a, a particular rule or uh, uh, idea that you got from the Harvard Management System that early in the game? Well, absolutely, I could. I, um, the thing that I wanted to do was, you know, I had two small children mm -hmm. and I needed to make a really good living and so I was wondering how, what can I do to make money? What can mm -hmm. I do to make money? I mean, mm -hmm. I think this is a question that so many people have. Mm -hmm. And I found this incredible reference and I, I pinned it up in my office and I looked at it every single day. Mm -hmm. And I have it here okay. and I can share it with you. Good. And um, it's out of an article that Mr. Hubbard wrote called Money. And this is just a small excerpt from it. But mm -hmm. he writes, but this is something you kind of ought to put down. You make money as much as you get attention. And you get as much attention in a society as far as you put your communication lines out. And if you don't put your communication points out in a society, there isn't any flow in, in terms of money. Hmm. Okay, so we're talking about the idea that one has to have an extroverted outflow uh, of great volume in order to get the inflow. So how did, how did you then work off of that? Well, I started to do direct mail mailings for my own business. Hmm. And I started to promote my business heavily. And it was interesting to discover how much communication one needs to put out in order. Mm, good point. So we're not talking about, so you sent out 15 postcards. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> not give us an idea. Postcards. Yeah, give us the idea of the magnitude. We have a lot of people who own their businesses, who are entrepreneurs who, you know, uh, who think that if you send out, you know, 10 letters or 100 cards or, goodness, a thousand cards, and then they just sit back and wait to see what happens. They did it once, and you know what, Joy, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. I sent out a thousand cards and nothing happened. 
What's wrong with that? They're, they have the, a misconception on what the correct estimation of effort is in regards to how much they should send out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in reading this particular reference, it says, again, it says as far as you put your communication lines out, and if you don't put your communication points out in a society, there isn't any flow in, in terms of money. Well, look at the size of the society. Look at how many other businesses are doing exactly what your business is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to get the attention of the people that you want to call you or, or use your service if you don't put vast, vast amounts of communication out. So we're looking at, uh, for my business, we put out 76,000 pieces a week. Now, I didn't start well, out hold, doing hold on, that. Hold on. I think I heard you say 76,000 pieces a week. I, that's what I said. That's okay. now, seven years into right. it. Right. In the beginning, I put 1,000 pieces out a week. Okay. And I got in an influx of calls and communication right. and income. And then I, I gradually got it up to 2,500 pieces per week. Right. And we, got, we hit this plateau in the business. And I was sitting down with uh, my right arm, you know, this, a girl that works for me that I, I couldn't live without. And I said, you know what? Let's double it and see what happens. Let's double Whoa, it. Let's go 5, crazy 000. and double it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we did. We doubled it. And we sent out 5,000 pieces. And you know what happened, Artie? The income doubled. Right. So it's really math. In other words, it's math. you know, sometimes people will tell me from my consulting background that, you know, I can't afford to do the marketing. But what they're really saying is I can't afford ineffective marketing. Exactly. Yeah. They certainly can afford spending a thousand dollars and getting back four thousand. Exactly. You see. So that's in essence what happened when you then doubled it and went to five thousand. Exactly. We looked at we figured out what the uh, lag was between sending out the communication and increasing that income. We just looked at it like a formula. We mm. just looked at it from a numbers perspective. And yeah, we kept tweaking the promotion and correcting it and right. make, you know, and seeing what we could do to get better and better response. But it it becomes, you know, at this point it becomes a juggling act. I don't want to create too many leads. Can you believe that this, that this is mm. a problem? I don't want to create too many leads so that my sales force is cherry picking leads and only closing what's easy to close because they can only each lay as many bricks as they can lay in a single day. Mm -hmm. So they need to have, be able to have just the right amount of leads so that they can close up everybody. Right. And mm -hmm. postcards, of course, because firstly, it's, it's cheaper than a direct mail piece. Than a letter. Right. It is a, a direct letter. mail piece. Right. Right. right, it's cheaper than a letter. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, as I understand it, it goes out first class. Right. Right. A postcard, a, a small postcard goes out right. first class, right. exactly, and so it reaches the, right. you And know, it's the cheaper to produce, right. you know, than a full brochure or whatever. Right. So it's got a lot of factors that go to it. Right. I see. Right. All right. Well, that makes sense. And then, then when it started working, how did you manage the management, so to speak? What about, you know, suddenly there's four employees and seven employees and it's no longer out of your kitchen. How does that how does that work? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of information that I, I don't know that I'd be able to provide on this short mm -hmm. show with you, but I did learn everything I learned from Hubbard Technology, Management Technology, about running a business. But there was a particular um, article that Mr. Hubbard wrote that I could operate off of in every single thing that I do. And I have that here, so mm -hmm. I'd like to share that with you. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay. It's an article called Exchange. And he talks about four conditions of exchange. An exchange is, is giving something for something, mm -hmm. right? 
And he says here that the fourth condition of exchange is not common but could be called exchange in abundance. Here one does not give two for one or free services but gives something more valuable than money was received for. Example, the group has diamonds for sale. An average diamond is ordered. The group delivers a blue-white diamond above average. Also, it delivers it promptly and with courtesy. Mm -hmm. So when I understood the four conditions of exchange, I realized that everything that I would do in my organization would be with the viewpoint of the fourth condition of exchange, mm -hmm. with my staff, with my public, and with myself. Got it. All right, so that's basically giving more than the client expects. Right, or more, or within the group, if you're dealing with another employee, if one employee is dealing with another employee, <clears throat> that person deals with the other person with that condition Good. of exchange. Good. All right, so it's a key aspect of management. Absolutely. We're going to cover and take a look at the other three points, as they are four conditions of exchange. Right. We're here with George Andusa talking about effective marketing. Um, and I know that you had just brought up this subject of exchange, mm -hmm. which of course is really what commerce is all about. You provide a product that's of value, you get a value in return. As you pointed out, and so aptly, uh, Hubbard makes it clear that this value provide really should be exchange in abundance, that they're getting more than they expect, not that that means if they ordered two pens, you give them four. Uh, but you might have it in a nice box or something like that, just to mm -hmm. show a little more. But you mentioned that, that Hubbard developed four conditions of exchange. I want to briefly touch upon the first three. Uh, first meaning um, ripoff, I mean, there's really hardly any exchange at all. Right. Uh, second exchange, partial. If I ordered a pen to arrive on Friday, uh, I got a note a week later saying that the pen was not ready yet, Here's an, a little eraser. Thing. That's partial exchange. And the third, which is something you brought up, is what the mistake that most businesses make, meaning that they just give the customer what they expect. Right. Without any bonus, without any extra. Now, you mentioned on this condition for exchange that you hold this kind of policy not only to the public in terms of service, mm -hmm. but that you expect your employees to be giving more expect, not only in their own job, but even within with each other. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Tell exactly. me more about that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you about it in the two things that you mentioned. One is that I expect all my employees to give the company the fourth condition of exchange. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, any person that performs 110% of their ability is going to pull in a good exchange. Mm -hmm. And you know, rise in the company. And rise in the company. They'll right. make more money and they will flourish and prosper in life. Right. So you can apply that to yourself in your everyday activity. And then, so you can, the company as a whole does it with the customer, the employee does it with the company, mm. and then I expect the employees to do that with each other. Mm. I expect them to, if, if one employee needs to go to another employee for something, for their job, from their position, um, I expect the fourth condition of exchange. I expect courtesy, I expect promptness, um, and I expect them to do it happily and want to do mm. it. So, and these are all written rules. Uh, again, part of the management technology you got uh, by studying L. Ron Hubbard. Yes, and because of my purpose for starting my company, which was to provide a really great work environment, which is why I did it to begin with, um, I have a zero tolerance for office politics, which mm. was the thing I didn't like about working for other people. Mm -hmm. 
And you can use this reference, the fourth condition of exchange, but you can also use the ARC triangle, which Mr. Hubbard developed, which is a beautiful way to um, conduct yourself in right. life. And by ARC triangle, that's the, a, a very key fundamental that Hubbard developed, which is the components of understanding. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and again, ARC, A for affinity, R for reality, and C for communication. Um, I actually, I, I wanted to bring that up because I know that you brought uh, a booklet with mm -hmm. you, and I want to make that available to our viewers. Um, if you call the number on the screen, you can get Components of Understanding, which is a booklet that details the elements of how to create better relationships within the company, mm -hmm. with uh, customers, uh, and of course, within the staff itself. So again, this contains a lot of the material that you've heard Joy talk about and some of the things we're going to discuss further, but really the key elements of, of, of bringing more success to the company and with less stress. Call the number on the screen. Now, as far as the, you know, it's interesting, we, we, we talk about marketing and you've been successful in the marketing arena, but then you became a manager. See, it, it was no longer Joy, the graphic artist, right. who's, who's creating the postcards. That was effective, and now you had to step back and become the CEO. Right. I want to move back a little bit into the technology. You know, our viewers in the main are going to be interested in what, what can I do tomorrow? See, mm -hmm. what, what can I do to increase the prospects and the reaches I get mm -hmm. for my business? Assuming, of course, that there's good salesmanship. Right. Because then it's wasted. But that's another whole show. That's another whole show. But Assuming there's a good receptionist. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, but let's talk about what, what can they do tomorrow to mm -hmm. actually increase that flow immediately? Well, they can decide how much, set a target for themselves of how much income they'd like to create for themselves. That's the first step. You have to have, know where you're going and okay. figure out what you want. And then you have to figure out what kind of um, well, how real does that have to be? I mean, if I say, well, you know, the company's making uh, 40000 a month now, mm -hmm. um, I'd like to make uh, 100000 a month. Great. So you need to figure out how to produce $60,000 a month that you're not producing now. Now, if you're producing $40,000 a month, you're absolutely doing some kind of marketing, correct? Okay. Good. So now, what you're doing that's successful, you can go ahead and increase what you're doing. So if you're already sending out direct mail, let's say you're sending out 10,000 pieces a week mm -hmm. and it's creating $40,000 a month, well, how many pieces is it going to take to create 60,000 pieces, mm -hmm. 80,000 pieces, um, dollars, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. And, um, and you can, there's a mathematical formula to figure that out. Does that make sense mm -hmm. to you? I see. So in other words, you're saying, I mean, I suppose we could get ridiculously arbitrary and say, well, the company's making 40000 I want to make 400000 a month. Uh, you could still do the math from there. Absolutely. But you'd be barriered to some degree because in order to send out 40,000 postcards a week, I don't have the budget. Exactly. So there's, there's a, a, a reality factor there. But right. within reason, right. what your message seems to be that take a look at what the income is. Right. Take a good look at what is likely to, to, to be likely income doable right. mm -hmm. uh, within a 25%, uh, 50%, even 100% growth. Right. And then work backwards from that. Exactly. What's it going to take if I'm sending out 5,000 pieces now and I'm getting X, then, then I'm going to send out 10. And I imagine there's a bit of faith 
in the sense that I'm going to put this money out mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep working in it. Now, what about this point, though, of repeat? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, that is the toughest thing for me to teach anybody or to really get them to get. You know, I can say it over and over again, and, it, and it's the same concept. If you have a child and the child wants a cookie, mm -hmm. and the child's, Mommy, I want a cookie, Mommy, I want a cookie, Mommy, I want a cookie, over and over and over again, what happens eventually? Uh, they get the cookie. Exactly. Right. So, you know, that's the marketing secret that every child knows. This is the cookie uh, <laughs> system. I like this. All right. Oh, it works. Right. I mean, I say it over and over again, and eventually my clients get it, eventually. But it is the, the hardest thing to put across and to get people to duplicate and implement. And that is the quantity and the repetition. Mm -hmm. How many pieces do they need to get out and how often? And it's a weekly, you know, you have to look at like the snowball effect of marketing. If, if you send out 5,000 pieces this week, there's going to be some influx, right? There'll mm -hmm. be some inflow of people reaching okay. for your product or service. All right. Well, how many people respond immediately to an advertisement. Well, certainly not all of them. Exactly. So sometimes I'll receive an advertisement in my mailbox and I'll hang on to it. Mm -hmm. I might put it on my refrigerator. Well, that's happening with your promotion as well. Mm -hmm. So the following week, some more inflow will come from that particular mailing. And two weeks later and three weeks later and a month later and down the road, you'll mm -hmm. keep getting in dribs and drabs from that one set of 5,000 pieces. Mm -hmm. Now, follow me here. If you send out 5,000 pieces the next week and the next week and the next week and that snowball effect is occurring with each mailing, then you're looking at a continuous flow of customers and reaches into your organization. Hmm. Okay, so you're, in essence, you're building momentum marketing. Exactly. There's a, you want to keep it rolling. Mm -hmm. um, well, we have a, the, the mathematical idea in terms of the number of pieces. Right. Uh, what's, the, what's the overall viewpoint then on repetition? Well, Are we saying a campaign runs forever or does it run you know do you do three weeks and then evaluate it or what no you know I can tell you the story of one of my clients has a market of 30,000 individuals in the entire country and they've okay. been in business now going on five years and they've marketed only to those 30,000 individuals over the course of those five years this company just made entrepreneurs top 100 list that's the hundred fastest growing companies in the country mm -hmm just promoting over and over again to the same 30,000 individuals. Hmm. So they, they have had people call up and say, I've received your postcard 500 times and I'm finally feeling like I really need your help. Right. You know, Got so. It. So there's a, there's a commitment built into this. Definitely. This is not simply, all right, I'll try it and do it two times and if it doesn't make money, then I'm going to do something else. No. that You know, persistence, perseverance, um, you know, I'm sure... Anything that anybody persists at, they eventually get their product. Hmm. And it's the same thing with marketing. You know, I mean, yes, you want to evaluate your list. If you send out a test mailing and you get very few responses, then obviously that's not the right market for your product. Mm -hmm. you know, so there's a lot of analysis right. that goes or, into or choosing. And the analysis includes whether you're reaching that marketplace with the right message. Definitely. Okay, so the right message plays a part. The right message plays a part. I mean, there's, a, there's definitely techniques that we employ that are we know work because we do this over and over and over again with every client we have mm -hmm. um, in order to get the best response but um, if you sent out um, a hundred thousand pieces of mail promoting your product and you had a good message 
and you got an incredible inflow, even if, even if everything else about your company was horrible, you would still have people calling you and buying your product. Even if the product was terrible, you'd mm -hmm. have people calling you. you know, but that's not going to last very long. So there's so much more to growing a business than just, you know, we know how to make the leads come in. I'm telling you right now, without a shadow of a doubt, if you send out large quantities of promotion to promote your product or service, you will inflow reaches and customers and money. Mm -hmm. No right. doubt so about you can, it. So you can, in essence, overcome by numbers. Absolutely. But uh, that's not going to keep it going. If you don't have a good organization and you're not exchanging in abundance and you're not right. having a good staff, you're, you're not going to maintain so, so that. So it goes back to these fundamental Hubbard management principles. Definitely. That you feel have been instrumental in the growth of the company. Definitely. And the service to your, to your customers. Definitely. I, I can't stress that strongly enough. I want to uh, bring attention again to the viewing audience. The, the key principles that you're hearing from Joy and the growth of her company are found in the components of understanding. Uh, the principles are time-tested, they're effective, and um, Joy and BusinessWise, our show, is making available these uh, booklets for you at no cost. Just call the number on your screen. We'll be glad to send out a copy. And certainly we want to hear from you because our viewers tell us that the utilization of these materials have made a difference in their business and indeed in their life. And I, I want to thank you, uh, Joy, for bringing us uh, a better view, an overview of how the importance of reaching out to the environment and sharing uh, some of your successes as regards the Hubbard Management System. It was my pleasure. Thank, thank you, you for, for having coming. me. And I want to, and, and I want to extol, uh, to, to go to the public here that are watching and let them know that we put this show on so that you have a betterment of your life and your activities. And we look forward to seeing you again next show. <laughs>